Hello and a very warm welcome to this edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. And this is another one of our episodes in partnership with the UK Ministry of Justice and Great Legal Services, where we're having chats with some African practitioners who are dual or even in this instance, tri-qualified, I think is the, the word that we could invent here. And I am joined today by Sheila Rule, who is a partner in the venture capital and private equity team at our good friends at Weber Wenzel, the leading South African law firm. So Sheila, a very warm welcome to this podcast. And we're going to dive straight into some questions. And This is going to be an interesting one because I know your background, but many of our listeners won't. What does your road to tri-qualification look like? (laughs) What first motivated it? How far along are you? What does the future hold? A lot to fit in there, but give us a little whistle-stop tour of how you've got to this point. Sure. Thanks, Tom. Um, So uh, to start at the beginning... Um, I was studying a master's overseas um, at the University of Edinburgh uh, when the opportunity arose for me to take uh, the New York bar. Quite simply, uh, I think it's um, Barbary. They run the program for the New York bar and they were offering a special um, to the students at the University of Edinburgh Ah. because they'd never run a program there before. Um, And I was just open for any kind of opportunity. Um, I signed myself up and that was how how I landed up, of course, with with dreams in the background, sort of Harvey Specter-ish dreams of being on suits at some stage in my future. Um, I think every every lawyer's been there. Um, so that was that was how the New York qualification came around. Um, and it, it worked out really nicely because I was able to study for it alongside my my then masters. For sure. Um, the further qualification of the UK bar exam, um, so my story here is a bit different. I was practicing law for about seven and a half years in Luxembourg. Um, and to get uh, admitted to the Luxembourg bar, Uh, You either need to actually write the Luxembourg bar, which you can only do in English, German or Luxembourgish, uh, sorry, French, German or Luxembourgish. Um, Or if you had a European bar, you could sign up to what was then called List 4. Um, And List 4 allowed you to practice in Luxembourg, um, sort of under the the umbrella of the Luxembourg bar. There was this reciprocal agreement between Luxembourg and other European countries. Um, And once upon a time, the UK was part of Europe. um, So I had undertaken to to do the UK bar to become admitted in Luxembourg. Uh, However, Brexit quelled that dream. um, And uh, even though I knew that I wasn't going to have that reciprocal admission, I still went through with getting the qualification uh, because no no education is ever going to be a disservice to you. So that was um, briefly how I landed up. Um, getting the the New York bar and uh, the UK bar and to ask what the future holds, hopefully a lot of work. Yeah, and, and this really does align with your, you know, your specific areas of practice in venture capital and private equity. I mean, this is the potential for global interaction, you know, when it comes to private equity or capital deployment is obviously limitless. You know, there's a pot of money sitting, whether it's in London, New York, Cape Town, Nairobi or Singapore, where that money is to be deployed and allocated is is 
limitless. Um, you know, obviously some funds have, you know, specific focuses, either regionally or, or sector based, but this surely ties in very nicely with your advice and your practice around capital deployment. So let's 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 look at those those core benefits. I mean, as you've said, no education is wasted education, but practically speaking, what are the key benefits that you find and enjoy through your dual qualification or tri-qualification status? Um, for sure, I'd say the main benefit is that you become you become far more valuable to your clients. You are able to advise in multiple jurisdictions, um, and you also, as a lawyer, become a more well-rounded lawyer. Um, in my experience, the the real value has come to from being able to sort of fully fully deliver on mandates that span multiple legal juris- mm. jurisdictions and multiple legal systems. Um, it's invaluable when you work in a team that you don't only understand the requirements of the jurisdiction you're working in, but the requirements of the other teams that you are working with. Um, so, I mean, with private equity, I'm sure you know it's not always a very, it's not it's not an adversarial process that we, we work in. We're working with another team to either acquire something or to sell. We're either acquiring what they're selling or we're selling something to someone who's acquiring it. Um, and understanding, you know, what their timelines are, what their limitations are going to be. You are able to manage expectations. You're able sure. to manage the client much better. Um it also really opens doors for you as an attorney. You get to work on deals you wouldn't normally have the chance to work on. You get to see how transactions are run in jurisdictions all over the world. Um, and again, you can learn so much from that. Um, it's certainly, in my experience, it's made my practicing work life a hell of a lot more interesting than mm. I think it would have been had I just stuck to to one jurisdiction or the other. Um, so yeah, I'd say those are those are the main key benefits. Um, it's not just it's not just valuable for your clients, but it's also it makes your career a lot more exciting. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, something that's come up as a theme in my other conversations with with dual qualified practitioners is, and you might not have given this much thought before, but do you think it's more benefit, or have you derived more benefit from winning work? or the efficiencies you've been able to realize in actually delivering on one work? I'd say it's probably six of one and half a dozen of the other. Sure, sure. Um, it's very attractive when you don't have to outsource, or at least to clients, it's very attractive when you don't have to outsource work, when you can offer that sort of global advice. Um, yeah. without having to rope in other lawyers or other law firms. And that's a time and cost issue there, though, isn't it? It's it, it's about efficiency as well as, uh, you know, client budget. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, it also, in terms of deliverables, you know, obviously it's it's a knowledge-gaining process. The more you work, the, the more you learn. Um, but it also does result in you being able to manage your own practice a lot more efficiently. You know what work you can comfortably take on. You know how long things are going to be sort of taking process-wise, regulatory-wise. Um, yeah, so I'd say in terms of, you know, being able to to service the client and also being able to manage their expectations and and deliver on projects, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a win-win all around. 
Yeah, I think that expectation management point is one that we haven't had raised before, but it does really resonate in that, let's face it, realistic expectation management in a legal process is one of the most um, powerful skill sets to have because the frustration so rarely presents itself more profoundly than in um, assumed timelines or then change timelines or roadblocks. And, you know, the, 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 Mm. the temptation to cry, ah, the lawyers are slowing things down. It's a temptation, but often it isn't true. But, you know, you can say, oh, no, the other side will have to look at XYZ compliance under English law or, you know, New York requires this, that and the other when it comes to it. So being able to set out that that timeline with that international experience is purely a great way to avoid frustrating conversations further down the road. Absolutely. And it also, it opens up the conversation with the attorneys on the other side. Um, They're always very appreciative when, you know, you're aware that certain things will take a certain amount of time or, you know, they don't have to fight for for deadlines to be moved out for certain things. It really facilitates that working together as a team to get that sort of that target goal for the client. For sure. And a, a, a final question, casting your mind kind of current and back is at the very start of this tri-qualification experience, is there anything that you wish you'd known or been aware of or or done sooner than later when it comes to, you know, the benefit and the position that you find yourself in now? You know, if you could travel back in time and say to a, a, a younger Sheila at the start of this journey, a few words of advice, what would, what would those words be? The, the words of advice would be just to jump in sooner. Um, yeah, I, I always had this, this great idea that, you know, being dual qualified or tri-qualified would be nice, but the amount of work that goes into a bar exam and preparing for a bar exam is daunting. Um, so I must say I did, I, I held off a little bit longer than I should have. Um, so absolutely just don't be scared, jump in sooner. There is, there is no disadvantage. Um, as I said earlier, no no education is ever a disadvantage to anyone. Um, so, yeah, just jump in as soon as you can. I think that just jump in advice has definitely been echoed by by others that have joined us in this in this series as well. So, Sheila, I, I, I will say I think a great conversation, short but sweet, but I know that you are going to be joining us for some wonderful events that we're hosting in Johannesburg next week in partnership with uh, the UK Ministry of Justice and the Great Legal Services campaign. So I very much look forward to conversing more with you there. And I think it's fair to say keep your eyes peeled, our dear audiences, for some more content coming down the line when it comes to Africa Legal and Weber Wentzel working together. Sheila, what a pleasure to have you here today. I will say I believe that you are our first tri-qualified individual as part of this series. So a gold little star for you as well. But thank you for joining me today. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. It's been an absolute pleasure. And a pleasure, as always, to have our listeners join us for this episode. If you are new to the Africa Legal Podcast, be sure to peruse our entire back catalogue wherever you listen to your podcasts. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can find us on all of them. So without further ado, this has been Tom and Sheila, and we're signing off for the Africa Legal Podcast.